welcome everyone once again to the Motorhead Monthly Podcast, which wasn't up last month because of tech problems. But we've sorted We're very sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take full responsibility for that. So you should, because my tech problems are always sorted out in a timely and effective manner with me breaking things and cursing a lot. So anyway, a uh, bit of a special one today. Matt, what is it we're listening to? So Cleopatra US have got the rights to release a lot of Motorhead stuff in America. So I've managed to get a copy of a release they've put out called Motorhead and Lemmy Live to Win. When was this put out? Um, this year. Okay. It's copyright 2021, so it, it came out around March time, I think. So not the easiest thing to get a hold of in the UK. Um, there was a lot of people on eBay selling it, but the import costs were ridiculous. Mm. If anyone in the UK does want to get a copy of it, go on Juno Records. Um, they're, like, really good. They've got lots of... They have a lot of the record store day stuff yep. as well. So, but, like, I just use them. Like, it's not like we're being sponsored or anything. <laughs> they're just a really good UK record store. Um, but, yeah, I got a copy off off of there because they do this in three different flavors. Um, I'm just going to find it out because it's colored vinyl. Um, so there's three different versions, but Juno uh, can't guarantee which one they could send you. So mine is blue, which I think looks better because the cover is... I'm trying to think which Motorhead logo it is. It looks like one of the ones from when they started working with Triple H because it looks like there's like a battle helmet and there's the spike balls and everything. The picture of Lemmy's a very early one as well from the looks of it. He looks very young on the cover, but the the cover looks ace, I think, if you can see it there. It's a pretty mean-looking snaggletooth, that one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'll try and find a, a better copy to send across to you. Well, Matt, um, what, what actually is this album? It's just like a compilation, really. As I say, Cleopatra US put out a lot of Motorhead releases, so it looks like it's just stuff they've got. Not saying left over, but it seems to be stuff that's from various releases, from various sources, mainly like tribute albums and things. So you always see these like in the in the stores a lot. It's like a metal tribute to Judas yeah. Priest or like a heavy tribute to Metallica. Or something like that. So it's mainly covers, but there's a few originals on there as well. So it's it's sort of a mishmash of everything. I've, I've got to admit, it kind of feels like we've got all these tracks. Let's just throw them <laughs> together. So I don't think it's really fair to look at this as an album as yeah. such. I think it's really just worth reviewing the songs. Sometimes those uh, those like random collections are where you get those like really cool alternative takes or those covers that you didn't know existed though. I, I do like having a few of these albums about. Yeah, I mean it is it is dead cool. Like it's the way they've done it as well is like if you look at the back it's almost got like band song. So it's like you know, Motorhead does this track, mm-hmm. and then the next track, Lemmy doing this track, and then it's Lemmy and the Upsetters, and everything. So it's they've changed it up a lot. That's why it's named Motorhead and Lemmy rather than, you know, right, yeah. just a, so some, a Motorhead yeah. album because obviously Lemmy's on all the tracks, um, but not all of them have either Phil, Mickey, the original band members. On there, um, so yeah, this came in in a few different flavors. Came in, you could either get it on pink, um, red, or blue vinyl. Um, as I say, if you get it in the UK off Juno, they there's even a disclaimer saying we can't guarantee which one you're going to get. You're just going to get what we've got in stock, yeah. basically. Um, but I'm I'm kind of glad I got the blue one. What's the uh, the inlay um, of the album like? Uh, there's not well, Nothing. it's it's gatefold, okay. but it's quite minimal. So, don't see many Gatefold albums anymore, do you? Yeah, so there, there's the cool, inner, so it's just a big picture of Lemmy on one rad, side. Yeah. And one of the things I really like is there's the track listing. But because this is a compilation, they've put when it was recorded, who's on it and everything. Because, as you say, a lot of these tribute albums have got, you know, it's not Motorhead playing. It's like Lemmy mm-hmm. and whoever the session musicians were that day. So... 
for example, is some of the tracks have got Lemmy, Phil, Mickey on them, but others have got like Ted Nugent on there. Mm. Um, who else is on here? Uh, Jakey Lee is on here. Uh, Ratscabies is on here from the Dam. So there's quite a lot of um, of names on here. Like it's it's really not just Motorhead and Lemmy. There's a lot of <laughs> of other like quite famous people playing on here as well. Um, but yeah, it's. It's quite a good compilation, I think. I've only listened to it a few times, but I think that's a really important thing to mention if anyone's thinking of picking this up. It's very much a compilation. It's almost like, you know, like a bonus CD, as Mm. it were, that you'd get with, with like, a best of or something where it's like these are a few, like, outtakes, things that were sort of on the cutting room floor or left. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very deep cut, as it were. Um so I think we need to keep that in mind when reviewing this because it is just, you know, these are sort of picked from all over the place as well. It's not from a particular era. Um, there's some songs on there which, well, there's one song on there which was recorded in 1978. I think the latest one on there is, I think it was mixed in 2020. So, yeah, it's a mishmash of everything, so we will see it. You'll see the quality go up and down, I think. With some of these, but, um, yeah, so we've, we've managed to get a copy on LP. Uh, we managed to um, get a copy of it to, to listen to, so we can sort of do this online. So if you want to check out the first track. Oh, yeah, bro, what's, uh, what's the first track? It's a re-recording of Overkill Ooh. from 2018. Ooh. So... We can't really drop the needle because this is electronic. Drop the metaphorical so, needle, man. Yeah. Or press it on. Oh, Yeah, that's that's what I kind of like about this version because it, it's, you know, we. I always thought it was one of oh, the highlights yeah. of 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 going to see Moorhead, just being able to witness like overkill the wall of live. noise of that song. Man. I know people who actually, yeah, I know people who actually didn't like it. Like they'd like leave <laughs> <laughs> when when they were doing overkill. It's like oh, I'm getting off now because now I've got like ten minutes <laughs> like in front yeah. of everyone else. Um, but yeah, I used to love like seeing it. Like I know it's sort of like oh, it's the end of the show. But you kn- you know like it's it's always a boss performance. And to me, like it because we've only got the version from like seventy nine otherwise, and this just feels like you know this is how if you went to see them modern day, this yeah, is much how you cleaner as well. And that's yeah, yeah, it is. I'd love Overkill, like the whole album. I think it's it's up there as being like one of my one of my favorite, not just Motorhead records, but just one of my favorite records. Um, I don't, I st- I can't decide if I prefer the original or not because you just kind of, if anything, you like the mm. live version better. But I think this is a really good sort of go well, between. You know, the original is the original, isn't it? It's the classic. That's what mm. invokes it in you. But like this also invokes the seeing them live, and it's got the the change of the lyric to rock and roll. What is it? In the original, it's rock and roll ain't worth the name if it don't make you a slut. Whereas in the live version, as it came mm. to be, was rock and roll ain't worth a thing if it don't make you fuck, which is much better. Which is <laughs> so much better. And it, 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 the beat drops out when he says that as well. It's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that's what that's 
I was trying to think of what what lyric it was, but I do like that on this version. Mm. And um, the beginning of it as well, it starts with like, whereas the intro usually starts with the bass riff and the drums. And this has got like the the guitar. It's like because it was the last song of the show. It was like that was like when it was just revving up that last bit of energy I had. Oh, so good. But that again, like the from Phil. But there's a few like other just licks that he does over like the ends of the ends of the verses and things just to just to add a bit more to it yeah i, I really like this version really does the original justice because it can be really hit and miss with some bands when they decide to go back and re-record old material mm-hmm. um specifically remember their it was the first testament album i bought called first strike still deadly and it was like the old songs recorded in like the modern style so it was more of the growling vocal and like heavier guitars and bass and like i loved it but some of the purists were like this is Hmm. shit why have they done this why have they put this out but to be fair i'm trying to find out the original source for this because it looks like it was recorded in 2006 according to to the notes it says exclusive version but isn't this the version from the uh guitar hero stuff they did yeah I think it is because I've, I've seen it called like a fan cor- club release as well, um, but I think it's it's more likely it is the Guitar Hero uh, World yeah. Tour DLC, um, wasn't it? F- yeah, downloadable and... content for everyone who's uh, not as hip yeah. as we are. Yeah, because it's since gone out and found, and we will have to review these at some point. There's a playlist um, on YouTube, isn't there? There is. Someone's put mm. them all up because it's think... good stuff. <clears throat> Yeah, on the actual Guitar Hero World Tour, I don't think it's got the eleven songs on there. It's got some of them. I mean, I'm I was never a Guitar no, Hero fan, one. but yeah, there's like I think it's nine songs they re-recorded, and then they must have just picked the best of hmm. or the best of them we'll, to go we'll, on We'll there. get to that when we cover um, that mini release thing. Yeah, so we will, we will at some point because um, there, there is some good stuff in there. Um, and again, it's it's good to hear like classic lineup, but in a studio setting with. Yeah. You know, by this, yeah, because by this point, you know, Phil had been in the band for twenty years. Mickey was like, they always, he always joked that he was the junior member, mm. but he like joined ninety two, so they'd be, they've all been together for at least fourteen years by this point. What other bands and had done this? What other bands had redone old stuff? Um, so I know Testament yeah. did. Anthrax so did really Greater of Two Evils with a yeah. was it John Bush. That yeah, a different model. could have been that. Yeah, that that's, I, I like know, oh, what are they called? Destruction, German thrash band. They did uh, The Butcher Strikes Back. Again, that was released to like mixed reviews because some people were like, oh, why? <laughs> you know, the old stuff was fine. Don't mess with it. I sort of get that. And, but to be fair, like to this, I think it's a good version anyway. But it's not. it's not as if they've gone out and recorded a best of to release like this was used in different mm. places and to be honest they must have had to oh, maybe well i was gonna say like i don't i don't really know how the process for guitar hero works like would they've had to re-record it to get it in a certain way to get it to work with the way the control works and everything so i don't know if, if part of it's that but yeah it's welcome change because they must have recorded this before they were doing like their i'm gonna say the kiss of death like if they were recording Kiss of Death and recorded all these redoings at the same time, maybe. Good, good way to start an album, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Although I, I kind of prefer it to end. Well, album. especially since but... like this album's going to be loads of different things from different time periods. Like this isn't the sound of the album you're going to get. It, it no, may be no, leading not. you astray a bit. Have you um have you listened to this prior? No. And this is all news to me. You are in for a bit of a treat. (laughs) Right. Shall we move on to the next track? Yes, I'm very curious to hear this. Yeah, so this is Lemmy with Rat Scabies from The Damned doing a version of Nothing Else Matters. It's not, because there is one with, is it John Olivia from Savotage? I've seen a few YouTube videos of like where people have uploaded this, but this is a completely different version. So this is the unpopular version of a cover. (laughs) Well... With the guy from Let's, the dam, that's weird. Okay, I wouldn't really want to hear this y- one. Yeah. yeah, it is right. Let's drop the proverbial. Drop the proverbial. Mm-hmm. 
were made <laughs> is the nicest thing you can say about that friggin hell that was weird it's man. bizarre isn't it it's i can see how when you sit down to have the idea of like oh yeah uh just do some piano and some like you know uh, spanish strings and stuff over nothing else matters that'll sound great didn't didn't pan out though did it <laughs> this is gonna sound like really harsh but it kind of sounds you know like just the preset keyboard sounds off just yeah yeah. it sounds like a midi file it does it does and that's and then probably effects on it as the song went on as well like not at the beginning it was dead weird like the 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 kicker for me on it is where the solo kicks in and it's like they've they've taken a page out of deep purple's playbook and had like got the hammond organ down (laughs) <laughs> like it's it's just such a weird choice ever, over it there was a song that needed a ham and organ it's nothing else matters just, by metallica right like i love Oof. uh in rock and machine heads and roger glover's playing on those records like i wasn't uh keyboards i could take a leave but then like i heard like especially like pictures of home and things like that where he goes like nuts on it and it's like amazing so I think it can work in the right context, but just, I just really not the right context. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's such a weird song to choose as well because I know you're not a big Metallica I, fan at all, and I'm, I'm, not. I'm not a fan of Nothing Else Matters or the Black Album, to be honest, at all. Um, this was written by James when he was sort of messing around on his on his guitar, like while he was on the phone to his wife, and it's about. It's a song for his wife, so it, I always find it really odd when bands choose to cover songs like this, where it's like it's written as like a tribute to his wife. <laughs> like, why are you covering? I guess they just went for like the biggest songs, you know. The big, like mm. he's already done Enter Sandman and something else. So. Uh, Whiplash, I think, is the other song because that's on the, uh, that's on the, the cover. Mm. Um, I I don't know. I just. I'm not keen on this. Like, I think I think it's a bit of a a product a product of um, indulgence because it's it's Ratscabies who does everything basically. Like, he's the drummer in the Damned, and he does the drums, obviously, all the keyboards. I think he Ooh, even has Christ. a hand in producing as well of this. Ooh. So I think it is a bit of like a, a vanity thing. But I'm the drummer from the Damned, and I'm going to play piano on this. Is a sentence that someone said. I've right. He's he's been in the he's been in the business for a long time, so I'm not gonna throw sort of any sort of shade or or anything across. But I I just think it's it's maybe it's it doesn't work for me as a pet project. Fair enough to like look. I can play all of this like this arrangement. I've done it on piano, and it you know with different sounds and everything. It could sound amazing. But it's just there's just some choices I don't like on it. Like I think nothing else matters really could work as a as a piano ballad. Like it it really could, but just with the sounds and the tones that were chosen for this, it's not for me. To be honest, as well, I think part of it is Lemmy's vocal style on it because it really sounds as if he's reading the lyrics on occasion. Because it, I know you you kind of want to make the song your own. I get that, but he doesn't. So you don't necessarily like follow the set melody. That's part of the original song, but it did feel at times like he was just sort of reading out 
that <laughs> some of those mm-hmm. lyrics. But what what can you do? You can't you can't exactly come ask him to come in and re-record that line, can you? So I think it's it's you know trying to do the best yeah, with what they've I, got. I kept on expecting those upward upward inflations to come. We we'll mm. never care for what they knew, and when it doesn't, it's like oh that's weird. That's not how yeah. that song should go. <laughs> yeah. I just... It's it's just not for me. I, I get like the sentiment and everything, but I understand the idea. It's just the execution didn't pan out. Mm. So better luck next time, Rat Scabies. All right, shall we? Uh, shall we move on to the next track? Yeah. What is the next track? It's a long way to the top. Oh, tune. Yes, man. I know this cover very <laughs> I well. I know this. Okay. Drop uh, the needle. Well, that's that's a classic ACDC song, isn't it? It is. It is. It's yeah. They've they, they've done that many. They are they are kind of like Motorhead in a way where it's you can name like a dozen songs. It's like you ask someone what's your favorite ACDC song, and I think lots of people are going to choose very different things. But this isn't one of those ones that makes it into a lot of media, though, is it? Like you never hear this in a movie or anything, really. No, I mean it is it is quite slow and plodding, um, but it it works well with with the bass on it because it's you know it's very much got that let me bass sound on it as well. Which with a lot of these cover albums you kind of don't get it because or a lot of the tribute albums because it's lots of mu- lots of different musicians. It's not like you know it's Motorhead playing that. It's do you always read out who plays on this? Yes, because I am quite curious. Yes, yeah, so I've got it here. So it's Lemmy on bass vocals. Um, mm-hmm. Jake Healy on guitar from Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Simon Wright, who's been in on drums, who's in a lot of different bands, um, who did actually play in ACDC, weirdly, for mm. a bit. And James Morley, who's done various projects. He plays rhythm guitar on this. So, yeah, Ooh. quite a few names on there. Recorded in 1997 as well. So, again, okay. like a bit of a weird, bit of an odd, like, oh, didn't expect well, it is- to come out then. This is where it gets weirder because if you look up the wiki for the song, mm. it's got the covered, uh, recorded cover versions, and and in the list it's got Motorhead, Thunderbolt, a tribute to ACDC, nineteen ninety eight, but it's also got Lemmy, Cover Me in Eighties Metal, uh, Fantastic Price Records, two thousand six. I'm not sure. I have to go out and check that, but this is be... definitely the version that was out in the 90s because i had this on one of my mixtapes even one of my my mini my mini discs mixtapes so i i am very familiar with this this is the exact song that i had so it's not the 2006 version i think wiki's just listed it wrong unless maybe it's a re-release from that time that they've just attributed to then i don't know where it's possible I I got it from Kazar, so God knows what that was like. From that period of like, oh, like it's a long way to the top by Motorhead, and it's like it's not by Motorhead. It's <laughs> yeah. by Lenny and... <laughs> it's uh, still a good song though. Yeah, I I do like it. It's, it's a long way to the top. I don't, I don't know if um like this and Let There We Rock are probably like up there for me as being. Oh, we so... want to talk about best ACDC songs, man. Jesus. Uh... I always liked the uh, the Bond Scott stuff a lot, like. But then, yeah, yeah. He, uh, 
the the uh, like the post back and black like that and uh what's the album after that like when they just got really big commercial hits you know you mm. ca- you can't fault you shook me all night long can you no i've got i've got to admit i think From i am more of a, a bon scott than i like i'm not a big acdc fan they i would have liked to have gone to see them at some oh, point oh yeah i was just saying this today like it's the one band that i never got to see I've I've got a few which I kind of am a bit like ah, oh, wish I'd gone to see them. Um, I would have liked to have seen ACDC, and I remember I think the last time they came round, I think the tickets were like oh, oh like yeah. they were like ninety were quid or something. Yeah, I just yeah, it was a bit mad. So so I didn't get to go that time, and I think that might have been the tour where oh maybe not. I'm getting confused with history, but where they had Axel Rose coming for a bit. She just thought was a really odd choice, but mm-hmm. seems to work apparently. Um, or people seem to have liked it. What's the next track on this album then, man? Blue Sway Choose by Lemmy and the Upsetters. Oh, tune. originally recorded by Carl Perkins in 1955 and actually the B-side of his uh, hit single Honey Don't also recorded more famously by Buddy Holly and Elvis Presley of course Mm. and story has it Matt that Johnny Cash actually gave Carl Perkins the idea to write a song about blue suede shoes inspired by his time in the Navy when he served with a man who would refer to his uniform shoes as blue suede shoes, to which Carl Perkins replied, I don't know anything about shoes. How am I going to write a song about shoes? And the rest is history. So I don't know a lot about about 50s rock and roll. Should probably look into it a bit more, but... Well, this is considered to, f- to be the first rockabilly song, which yeah. you could argue is the beginning of... Uh, you know, the hardcore elements of rock and roll, which moved slowly away from the pacemakers shit and all that bollocks. But a lot of people cover this song over the years, man. Good Beatles oh, yeah. version of this. Yeah, Very, I mean, it's, it's, it's a standard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it it's in... Obviously, they've they've taken it and turned it, turned it up and made mm-hmm. it fit to... What is this, 1990, I think? So obviously, just like... just. You know, turn everything up, like distort the shit out of everything. Hmm. <laughs> um, is this is this a a head cat thing or is this just Lemmy? No, and this is Lemmy and the Upsetters. There's no, I'm quite surprised the there's no head cat stuff on here. Um, Who are the Upsetters? Uh, it's Mick Green and Simon Holdgate, I think. Um, Mick Green seems to have played with like lots of lots and lots of different people. Um, you know, he's. I'm just going through his wiki where he's played with like Brian Ferry, Van Morrison, Paul McCartney, Robert Plant, um, his own band, um, which is is it Johnny Kidd and the Pirates? Oh yeah, is that his bands? Mm. Like I'm, I'm not. They've come oh, up on they this come... before. Well, so, yeah, no, I think they have. Or he's he's played in there. Um, that's a, I don't know a lot about McCreen or or the Upsetters, but it seems to be like just a project that. The three of them, they did a few songs in the 90s, and it seems to be about it, really. I don't know if this was part of a charity single. Uh, the other side of this track is on the other side of this album, because I think it was released as a single in the early 90s. Mm, I'm try- I can't even remember the first time I heard this, what it was on. I've, d- I've got a feeling it's another Kazar slash LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, it must have been. Yeah, because it, it does fit. Again, this seems to be more... Unlike it's a long way to the top, if someone said this is a Motorhead song without previously hearing it, 
Fair enough. It it <laughs> does sound. I know it wasn't the Motorhead sound at the time, but if you put this in front of someone with the Phil and Mickey lineup and said, "Oh, it's an outtake off," you know, bastards or something, then you could be like, you know, "Yeah, I can see that." But like with it's a long way to the top. It's it doesn't really. It's got Lemmy's bass sound, but it doesn't sound like a Motorhead song. True. It seems to fit more. Yeah. Get it sort of fits in with do you know, that R A M O N E S. Yeah. Like the Ramones song that it kind Could of fits into that sort of style. Yeah. I, I do I do like this. It's good good tune, good cover of it. Good cover of it. I mean I j I'll admit, like my naivety, I thought this was just straight up Elvis song. I didn't know like about the, the other standards and everything, just because it's that synonymous with him. Um yeah, this but is yeah, Sun it's... Records, so like you know, Elvis made his legacy out of buying other people's songs on Sun Records, yeah. basically. Yeah, and stealing music from business. the black man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's the first side of this album, isn't it? It's first side, yeah. So do we want to do we want to flip over? Yes, and flip over and find the treats right. that were right on the other side. What is the the first track of side B, man? Uh, I think you'll have heard this one as well, uh, just because it, it has been released properly on Motorhead Records, Breaking the Law. Breaking the what? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hear this? you there, man. What was that? Breaking the what? Breaking the Law. Uh, one more time, I can't read. Breaking I the Law. Yeah! <laughs> Such a good like I have a serious problem with anyone who has a problem with that song. Like like that belongs on every dad rock C D there is, uh, every air guitar album. Put that in every advert in the world. I don't give a shit. I'll I'll, I'll buy whatever you are selling. That is such a good song. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it as well, because it, it's so simple as well. It's yeah, it's that's... so easy to play. Yeah. And everything. So it's like maybe that's why it works, because it's simple. Yeah. Nice, yeah, it's clean, just simple it's, riff. It's easy to pick up. It's it's the rock and roll thing. And yeah, I'm not gonna do what you tell me to do. <laughs> like it's breaking the law. <laughs> breaking the <laughs> what? what? Breaking the law. It's um, a good song. Lot of songs see, to see live. Yeah, so this actually recorded by Motorheads. So 2008. Right. So it's probably the Motorizer um, recording sessions. What, what album was this on then? Uh, well, it's on Undercover. Okay, so they haven't released it as part of the actual thing. But yeah, but it's an official Motorhead release, isn't yeah. it? I know it would have been on a metal tribute to Jesus Priest. Yeah, I definitely like, heard it before when the cover came it'll, out. It'll have been on one of those type albums, but like it, it was officially released on on Undercover, which we will get to at some point. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Breaking the Law. Like it's I've I've covered great. this. Who else has covered this? Uh, Arch Enemy. The the only uh, <laughs> my favorite personal cover of this is by Pansy Division, the the queer core <laughs> punk band, who changed the lyrics to "Breaking the Sodomy Law." Which <laughs> I haven't heard that version. Fair play to your lads. God damn, but it's such a good song. Yeah, I think there's there's a video of me in in one of my old bands on YouTube somewhere playing it. It's it's one of those where you can. I did an acoustic pr- version of it. You could probably go to like. A group like in a room of musicians, like if you're just in there for practice, it's like we should cover Breaking the Law, and it's like I don't know how to play Breaking the Law. Oh, it's just this. It's and that, and then you can go. You can go. Yeah. You haven't even got to have heard the song before. <laughs> you can show so how to play it and cover it. It's fucking great. He did a great job of covering it as well. I mean, like it, it, again, it's got the actual inflations on it this time around. Yeah, it's like it's unlike nothing else matters. It's mm. it's very much just straight for straight cover, isn't it? It's like they don't try and do anything special. The only like 
real like embellishments that's made is towards the end where Phil starts going mm. a bit like over the outro with with the solo because I always found it a bit odd. Awesome. Like, is, there, is there no solo in that? And it's like there's not. <laughs> there's <laughs> not really a solo in it, but. But yeah, like Phil, Phil throws uh, some shots down on on the end of it. Um, Unlike with nothing else matters cover, like this shouldn't have worked because you know Rob Halford's operatic, full range power stuff and Lemmy's like that one tone, and it's it it fucking worked. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. Halford doesn't go too much into into. It's not painkiller. Is no. it? I mean, it'd be a very different story if we were talking about a Lemmy cover of painkiller, <laughs> but. Because you've only got, you don't know what it's like. That's the only time he really sort of goes for it in this song, but it's still within Lemmy's range, I think. Uh, there's there's a weird yes. part of the cover, though, where it's, uh, you don't know what it's like, you don't have a clue. Uh, he just over, he over-enunciates at one point, and it's really mm. peculiar. What was that? It's probably, there's only two verses as well, so it's, <laughs> you know, flip a coin, it's, yeah. it's probably the second. I think this is probably uh, the, the the standouts on this album so far. So far, yeah. I mean, the Overkill version is is boss. Yeah. I think that's my favorite so far. But I fucking love Breaking the Law. You can't you can't fuck up Breaking the Law. As a, as a side, it's one of my favorite music videos as well. <laughs> if you see the, the Robin video, Banks with like awesome. cardboard guitars, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So, do we want to move on to the next track? What is the next track? Let's tie your mother down. Tie your what down? <laughs> I'm not doing this. No. <laughs> yeah, that's him still. It's like, we get used to No. Yes. song obviously by the way but i didn't know it was a brian may queen song i, I assumed because it's such a weird silly idea premise slash title that it was like uh fucking what's the drummer name roger something i thought roger was a bass player um yeah well you know what yeah, i mean yeah. the guy who wrote like fucking i'm in love with my car and all that shit <laughs> the guy who wrote like fucking uh hammer to fall and uh show must go on all that shit man. brighton rock brian may it is, yeah. yes. Too much love will kill you. All, like all the good stuff from the the Highlander soundtrack. And, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's your go-to thing for Queen. It's like oh, the Highlander soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it is. The Highlander's my go-to for everything. Yeah. If you can compare something to Highlander, then it's quids in with me. That's why Clancy Brown is the greatest living actor. But anyway, um, yeah, it, it says that like, it was just a placeholder title because it was such a stupid yeah. premise that he's just like, I'll put that in there for now, but then it just stuck. I guess that's how you write a song like that. Yeah. What the fuck does tie your mother down mean? Yeah, it, it does. You do get sort of when you start thinking about it, it's like, oh, where's this going? Is this I like the line of hit, hit, hit your brother with a brick, yeah. watch him drown. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. It's not, it's not what you envision when you think of Queen, no. is it? The pomp and pageantry of Queen? Yeah, but it, it's. I'm not saying like it's a quintessential Queen song, but it's like. It's one of those, like, maybe, like, the B tier. Or maybe if you have, like, mm. an S tier of Queen songs, like Brighton Rock, which my favourite Queen it's, song yeah. by a long way. And then you've got, it's like, like that, the um, tier with this in. Yeah, that fucking three-disc Queen best of that everyone had on CD mm. all those years ago. Like, this would definitely be on CD 2. Not CD yeah. 3, but definitely <laughs> CD 2. So do you want to know who plays on this? I know who plays on do it. You? I was hoping we wouldn't have to uh, say it, but yeah. Yeah, um... It's the Nuge. 
Yeah, so famous uh, gun nut and COVID denier Ted Nugent <laughs> plays on this. Um, I mean, to be fair, at the time he wasn't a COVID denier because COVID didn't yeah. exist. To, to be fair, like you know, he's, he wasn't as well known for being a right wing dickhead back then as he. Yeah, is like now. hopefully he'll make a full recovery and, and maybe sort of think like, hold on, maybe this is this is actually I quite serious. Um, we'll we'll I don't, see. I don't think this, he's the kind of guy who changes his mind on anything. But well, the, separate the art from the artist, don't the, you? Yeah, we can only. It, it, but even in that case, though, like I don't think Ted Nugent is hot shit. I'm not a big Ted Nugent fan. Obviously, I won't wish anything what, like that. What, have, bad you, what him, have you but... contributed to the world? Ted Nugent, cat scratch fever. Yeah, and he didn't even come up with the riff of that. Yeah, you know what? Like, he, they're gonna have to get get to that again. Like, fuck's it. We've already covered mm. it on. Uh, oh, what was it? March or Die. Like slap bang in the middle of the album for like no reason. <laughs> it's like why have you so put that? I don't that need there? to go on my full Ted Nugent rant then because we've already gone. There. And we'll have to do it again because it's on undercover. I'll save it the whole thing for that then. <laughs> anyway, who else plays on this? It's uh, Tommy Aldrich as well on drums oh, who has okay. played him. Oh, what he was on March or Die again. Mm-hmm. Hold on, was this recorded around? My... Now it's ninety six as well. Really weird, like times when these were done. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I, d- I don't know what this was put on. Maybe because even it's too late for the Queen tribute concert because that would have been ninety two. It's on some Queen tribute yeah, CD. Will be, but it, it's it's like a, it's on a lot of guitar stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Can imagine it's big names, isn't it? It's Lemmy and Ted Nugent. I, like put it on put at it the time on. they were big names. Huh? Yeah. At the time, Ted Nugent was a big name. Now, you put his name on something, it would not sell well at all. I'm sure there's probably a lot of right-wingers in America who probably will still buy anything with Ted Nugent's name on it. For. Yeah, they're the same people who probably still buy physical CDs and stuff as well. So, Anyway. <laughs> right, so what have we got next? Oh, it's another uh, Lemmy and the Upsetters track. So No, it's an original. Oh, okay. Well, that's concerning. <laughs> to be fair, this is like the the B sides of the Blue Suede Shoes, Mick Green, Lemmy, and Simon Holgate. So again, I'm not. Re- this seems to have got physical release, but I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was part of a, a charity single or or something or what. I've got a feeling it might be, but it's quite difficult to find out stuff on this. But obviously, it's just their homage to like just fifties. Rock and roll again, isn't it? Yeah, but it's that like slow-paced dance music, though, which is you know school hall dance music, not like dugga 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 dance music. Yeah, it's. Ha- it's... Have you seen the lyrics for this though? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah, it's. Like, in case you want to know people at home, I don't think you do. But the last verse is uh, starts. Who's going to point out the last yeah. verse? Walk you home from school, I gotta break the rules in paradise. Oh, that's, well, that's not good. Yeah, again, I know I'm gonna fall, gonna have it all in paradise. Is that, is that, you taking I mean, the fall he, for, no, for this? Uh, um, no, no, let's, let's be realistic. He's probably writing it from the perspective of a teenage boy. Mm, uh, you know, I know I'm gonna fall for you. Oh, it's yeah. just... I thought, it doesn't read that way now. No, <laughs> the backseat, the backseat, backseat boogie at the driving movie. movie. That's a, that's a lyric that you write where it's like, yeah, done for the day, done for the day with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not topping that. And it's the last one of the song. Yeah, that's uh, doesn't age well. <laughs> it's a nice. I don't think it's particularly offensive. Like I'm not. 
I mean, I get what you mean, though. It does feel like it's from a different era, even though mm-hmm. it was recorded in, like, 1990. It yeah, kind of feels like... songs from that perspective anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jailbait off Ace of Spades, where even then, like, we... When we listened to it, it would have been last year or the year before, and gone, oh, I don't know about this. Don't know about this. Oh, it is mm. 81, though. And then, like, well, with this, it's like, yeah, it's just 1990. It's like, oh. So what would the, the Motorhead album have been out at this time? 1990 would have been 1916. Oh, well, very different vibes and moods. <laughs> odd. It's just a really odd song to have on there, but... So it's a side project, isn't it? It's like that's yeah. Yeah, we know Lemmy's like again. We are Motorhead. We play rock and roll. He's a massive rock and roll fan, so maybe trying to emulate some of that. And you know, you can't really. But why? Do it why Motorhead didn't he? Why didn't he try and write a song that was more in the vein of Blue Suede Shoes than like something of the same speed and well, tempo? Well, he, co- he covered Blue Suede Shoes. I, I know. Like to to be honest, I do want to get to Headcat at some point. Like I've, I'll admit, I don't think I've heard much by headcat at all but i'm really interested to sort of hear him playing in a totally different style to motorhead i'm really sort of interested in that so i'll have to check some of that out afterwards but you know it's it's a side project like like the man indulges himself <laughs> like do it there don't do it in you know don't tag this as the opener to to like bastards or something like that it's like, <laughs> definitely but not. i think fair enough it's like it's a b-side to a side project single are you really going to give it that much gif? I just, like, standing alone as a song, I would never listen to that. No. <laughs> Again, you'd never put that on, would you? you give that, like, half a minute and you'd be like, nope, skip. Again, like, B-size to a side project single. I mean, I, I, I'm the same, but I'm not going to give it, like, too much stick for it because it, <laughs> it wasn't like they were trying to shove it down his throats and put it front mm. and centre. What what's next, man? Okay, so we got two songs left, and next track is Desire. Osborne song, wasn't it? It was. It was. I had to look that up. I didn't know that was an Ozzy Osborne song. No, I'm, I'm not a biz- big Ozzy fan. I've got a bit of a bone to pick oh. um, with this with Cleopatra. Okay. On their listing on their website, um, they're advertising this. It includes the Motorhead classic Overkill as well as killer covers of ACDC, Judas Priest, Elvis, Queen, U2, Johnny Burnett and more. I thought this was going to be a U2 cover. So I was preparing myself for the worst on this until I listened <laughs> to this yesterday. Um, so yeah, it's an Ozzy Osbourne cover, not you 2 So Cleopatra, please update that because you'd probably get more sales by saying <laughs> it's an Ozzy cover, yeah. not U2 cover. <laughs> Is it a song that Ozzy, that you 2 have recorded themselves? Or? Well, they've done Desire. So it's a different it's song ch- called Desire. Yeah, yeah, and it's garbage because it's U2. Right. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, that's fucking uh, a big fuck up on their part. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just. I just remember sort of seeing it because I remember seeing it on the back, and it's like, no way has he covered yeah. Desire by E2. <laughs> like, surely, surely he would have covered something else. Like, I don't. I don't even know. Like, I can't even name any. I can only name one decent U2 song, and he Lemmy wouldn't have covered it. Um, but yeah, just bizarre. So on this as well, as you say, it's an Aussie cover. Do you want to know who plays on it? Go on. Have you had a, have you had a quick look? It's Richie Cozen on guitar. So oh, okay, of uh, well, he's, he's Poison. Just... Is he in Poison? Yeah, uh, he was in the glam metal band Poison from 1991 to 1993. All right, I just know him for his solo stuff, like knocking on Poison, Tony Franklin on bass, and. I'm going to fuck this name up. Is it Vinny Coyuta? Coyuta. Right. Um, before we go any further, after this, I'll send you his name. Have a look at the drummer's discography. Jesus fucking Christ, what a career. <laughs> Is he a session drummer? Yes. Um, so he's played... There's always work for a good session drummer. All right, so shall, shall I name some of the people he's worked with? Go on. Okay, um, Frank Zappa. Mm, that's high enough praise already. You can retire off yeah, that. Uh, Sting. Who? It's big money. Um, uh, Paul Anker, Barbara Streisand, Olivia Newton-John, Smokey Robinson, Billy Joel, Barry Manilow, uh, Manilow. Leonard Cohen, wow. uh, Tori Amos. Uh, who else have we got here? Oh, how did they get him for this? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm, tra- I'm trying to find some of the other ones. as Kit Steigers. Um, I'm trying to get to where it is. Uh, Stevie Nicks, Barbara Streisand, uh, Faith Hill. Weirdly, as well, in the middle of all here, like there's like Daniel Bedenfield and Michael Bublé, Queen Latifah in the middle. Of, oh, James Taylor as well in the middle of all this. Megadeth. He was the <laughs> session drummer on the System Has Failed. Oh, that's a good like, album. Yeah, it's like that album's got like an interesting history as well because that was gonna be Dave Mustaine's solo record. Yeah, but because this was him coming back after he'd had his mo. Uh, was it a motorcycle accident or was it he slept on a chair? Slept on the funny. chair, funny. <laughs> slept on the chair, funny, and fucked his arm up. So it was going to be a solo record, but then the um, the, co- the record company piped up and said, hold on, you owe us an album. So it became Megadeth, so he wouldn't have had the resurgence of Megadeth mm. without sort of that weird accident. But yeah, it's bizarre. Like, he recorded The System Has Failed in between, like... Like the Daniel Bedenfield and Faith Hill <laughs> albums, it's life of a session musician, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like just I'll send you, I'll send you. It's massive the stuff he's worked on, but yeah, just just bizarre. But so we'll we'll talk about Desire, the actual track we're supposed mm-hmm. to be talking about, rather than that um, that weird uh, tangent. When, when it started, and I was googling it to find out who did it, and I saw it was Ozzy Osbourne. It's like, oh, this is a perfect Ozzy Osbourne song. I can totally hear him singing it. Yeah, yeah, like it. It works for them both, and like I do like the way Lemmy and Ozzy seem to. They're almost their careers like intertwine, as mm-hmm. it were. Like obviously, like on the pantheon of like British um, rock and metal artists, like they are, they are up to the top. I know you're not a big Ozzy fan, but you can't sort of doubt his influence. But this is a fucking great song. It's a pretty good tune, yeah. It kind yeah. of made me want to listen to more Ozzy Osbourne stuff, to be honest. Hmm. Like, I've, I really like it. I found it. I'll have to send it to you. Someone's done, like, a cut of Hellraiser, like, as if it were a duet. Oh, yeah. Between, yeah, it's fucking cool. Um, we talked yeah, about just... that last time when we covered that song. It's like the vocal registers are kind of the same for Lemmy and Ozzy, even though they, they sound so different. Yeah. I I love this song. I think this is great. I think this is really like might be my favorite song on the album. I think it's a sleeper hit. Yeah, it's just I don't know if it tops Breaking the Law to be honest, because Breaking the Law is Breaking the Law, but hmm. Breaking but one the of my Law is Breaking the Law. Is, yeah, this is this is really a hidden gem because I don't know what this was released on. Must have been like an all assault tribute to Ozzy Osbourne mm-hmm. or something, but. Out of this, like, because a lot of them are available elsewhere, but this definitely 
definitely search out. It's fucking great musicians working on it as well. I mean, it was written with with Zach Wilde, like yeah. on the actual yeah, and he's like amazing as it is. But to put Richie Cozen on there and it's, yeah, just a great song for it. it. It works as well because it's not like the times where you see some virtuosos like covering a song where they'll they'll do the first verse and then there'll be a ten minute solo and then they might do the chorus. Sure. But I think I think it really works. Like top top tier this really like her okay well there's only one song left isn't there so let's see yep. if uh, they finish strong we'll drop the needle down on that so what is it train kept a rolling oh cool Tiny Bradshaw back again from uh, fucking. When did we hear that? City Kids? Yeah, but, well, it will have been. It would have been on parole slash motorhead. On parole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, uh, is it not that the recording from uh, No Sleep Till Hammersmith? I think this is a recording from What's Wordsworth. Because this is. Ah, yes. 78. I do have that album and it does say that that is on there but i have not listened to it in ages because my vinyl does not work Player. yeah it's it yeah. just seems a bit of an odd choice to to finish on like fair enough drink after rolling but why the live version from that maybe it's just because that's what they had to release to <laughs> I, put on it. I, I mean it's a, it's a good version of it do you want to know who plays on it <laughs> yeah do you want to know which lineup it is I'm assuming it's the first one. Yeah, it's a classic lineup. So again, yeah, like quite interesting with this record, where you've got the modern lineup, the final lineup, as well as the classic Bronze Age lineup mm. on here as well. Because Eddie, Phil, Mickey, and Phil are all credited on this, as well as as well as one time drummer Tommy Aldridge. <laughs> Across all of this, so it's just... I mean, usually this stuff's just made from like the random recordings from other companies and stuff, but they've put this on an album. Yeah, it's. Just... But I guess because it's the live version, uh, they must have had different distributor for that yeah. live version. I mean, I think the rights do. It is difficult to pin them, to, especially with US stuff as well, because I think they've got different distributors and everything out, out there as well. It's a good song. It's a good song, it's a good song yeah. and it's a good cover of of a good song as well but the thing that gets me about it is if they've got they put out the headcat records on cleopatra us mm. i kind of would have preferred take this off and put a headcat song on there because it might convince me to like go out and get more headcat stuff like if they that got, does make sense they've got yeah. the rights to it because i don't like the chopping and changing between like live and studio records it's not as bad here because it's not as noticeable but that's just a, a tiny gripe with me but yeah good version just a bit of an odd choice to finish the record on it i as you say like i don't know if it's just because they are using what they've got available what they've what rights they've got to mm. put it out on there but but yeah just good song but just an odd choice to finish on yes odd choice weird place hmm all in all, I prefer the studio version, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So it's probably a bit faster pace, clearer. But I wouldn't necessarily rule of ever putting that out of a live uh, playlist. Mm. I don't. I don't really listen to a lot of live music. I think. I think part of it is because I usually listen in the car as well, so I don't mm. want extra noise in there when you're supposed to be listening to what's going on around you as well. So hey, having crowd noise. Um, but yeah, just a good song and everything. I've got nothing against it, but I'm not big on 
the Motorhead album. <laughs> so where I'm not big, I'm not a big fan of the um, the original or the debut album. So so that's the the whole album then, yeah. Yes, that's Live to Win. Motorhead and Lemmy. Interesting, interesting US. stuff. Very interesting. Let's have a look at this set list. This set list, uh, the playlist again. Overkill, nothing else matters. Long way to the top. Blue suede shoes, which is a, a fucking crazy A side of randomness. There, uh, breaking the law. Tie your mother down. Paradise, desire, Trinky were all. Well, that that paradise should not have been on there. It, it, regardless of the content of the song, it's just a weird uh, tempo style. Again, I think that's just something they had that they could use. Mm. Uh, train keep a rolling. I think Desire was a, a surprise smash for me that I really enjoyed. But yeah. if I had to say for my favorite thing on there, Breaking the Law, definitely. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there's quite a lot to take away from this. Um, obviously, that version of Overkill is a boss version. I don't know if you'd necessarily mm, very good. replace the original with it or not, but it's it's damn good to hear. Long way to the top's a great cover. Blue Sway Shoes is a fantastic cover. Breaking the Law, amazing. Tie Your Mother Down's great. Desire's Grace. You know, there's there's very few I'd skip on on here. It's it's really you'd skip nothing else matters. Like I I can't we just think it's just a bit overindulgent. It's it's just for me anyway. I just don't like it. Well, um, and yeah, Paradise and Train Caps are rolling, but everything else is great on there. Matt, you're the one who bought the album. Would you think it was a good purchase? Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of getting into a bit more of of some of these releases where it is a bit. It's a bit different. It's a bit more difficult to get a hold of. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad I bought it. It's you know, it's a good. It's a good package. Like it's not the vinyl is like good quality. It's gatefold and everything. So mm-hmm. they've obviously put a lot of care into putting this thing together. But yeah, I definitely buy if they put more out via Cleopatra this way with even live rare recordings yeah definitely would definitely would pick them up really tempted to try and get some headcat recordings off them but yeah really Are there a lot of headcat albums uh, I think there's two or three um, so I'll oh, try so and easy. pick some of those up um I guess what have we learned today, man? I, d- I don't know. It's just, it's just a, a fun little segue, like fair, like for once we're actually covering like something that's been released like now, <laughs> like within the last few yeah. months. This this is all we're gonna have now, isn't it? The all the Motorhead releases are gonna be compilations and stuff. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's that that new new live album as well. There is like, but mm. it's it's more just because of the period it's from. I think because it it's sort of those last few years where they weren't at the like won't beat around the bush they weren't at the peak then so I'm not yeah I definitely have an album made up of tracks that I may not have heard or yeah. tracks that I have heard but just haven't compiled together yeah then have a, a live album from a live show that wasn't the best they've ever yeah done. I mean it's it's nice to have this particular package of songs on something like this rather than having. You know, a copy of an old speed thrash metal tribute assault to Metallica mm-hmm. and all that. Like, I don't, I don't want that because I only want that song off there. Like, yeah. it's really nice to have all this together on point, the one yeah. album. So, like, yeah, don't, don't regret the purchase at all. It's great. I hope they put out more stuff because not to, not to skip on, on the current official releases. Well, it's, it's a bit of an odd words that to use to use like an official release but as in the current sort of situation is we'll just put out live albums we'll put out clean your clock we'll put out live in berlin like if it's some really special performances yeah i'd love to hear them but if it's just standard set lists from from these times like i I swear the glastonbury one is probably going to come out at some point um but yeah, it's it's just they're all coming out from that era, and I don't think that that great. That it's not the band at the peak. It's not the band I want to hear at the yeah. minute. But if there's more of this type of stuff out there, and I've I've no doubt there is, there will be other recordings from like, hmm. you know, we know there is the Guitar Hero soundtrack, which obviously yeah, overkills on this. We know there's like eight other tracks, so even if they release that, I'd probably get that. Grace, I'd love to have that. Hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I would certainly prefer that to, to getting just more live albums. Well, uh, that's that episode then. Uh, a recommendation to purchase that from Cleopatra from us. Yeah, so if, you, if you're in the US, um, cleorex.com, you can get it from there. Or if you're in the UK, Juno Records, like they're they're fantastic. Go and they've got all sorts on there. Honestly, you'll find something on there, and the <laughs> delivery's quite good on there as well. So I definitely recommend going on there. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Join us next time for Motorhead Monthly. Uh, the album cover for this will be up on the Instagram and the Twitter, which is at Moto Monthly and see what we do next month because we're not even sure yet ourselves yeah. might actually be able to be in the same room next time oh imagine <laughs> all right then see you next time tatty bye it's my official sign off now tatty bye